the way things begin can make a big difference to the way they end. Somehow, you know you're going to get a better story if it begins with, call me Ishmael, or if it starts, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four Privet Drive, we're proud to say that they were perfectly normal, thank you very much. That is always gonna be better than starting with, it was a dark and stormy night. Still, even with that weak beginning, novelist Edward Bulwer-Lytton did something that most of the world's novelists never do. He began. Sometimes the beginning is the hardest part. During Advent, as we celebrate the coming of the Savior and await the establishment of God's reign, beginnings are important because that's where we are. The reign of God is established already. Christ's victory is assured. But our experience of it is the experience just of the beginning. And during our preparations for Christmas, we tend to focus on Christ's beginnings, at least the beginnings of his incarnation. And as any decent Christmas carol will tell you, the Savior was born in a barn, the son of a young and faithful mother. His earthly existence began as a refugee. Today's gospel is the beginning of the story of Christ's ministry. And it begins with the preaching of John the Baptist, preparing the way for Jesus. Now, in this passage, when he quotes the prophet Isaiah, John doesn't even mention Jesus. But he prepares the way by preaching the need of repentance to his people. This last of the prophets sets the stage by calling the people around him to change their lives and to live with a new openness to God and to what God is about to reveal. And that's a good beginning. Because even though people didn't expect the Savior to appear in this way, it was consistent with the way that God always works. And God is consistent. God invites more than demands. God offers more hints than proofs. God calls more than he commands. And God chooses the weak and the poor and the inadequate more than the strong and the wealthy and the perfect. Which brings us to us. Knowing how God works, we ought to be a bit more attentive to beginnings. We ought to be watching expectantly for what God is starting to accomplish right around us. There is an unfortunate tendency to watch what God is doing someplace else. We watch politicians, we watch the leadership of the church. We look for the next world-shaping trend, the next miracle or disaster, or the next big technological breakthrough. But this, generally speaking, has not been how God has changed the world or brought about his kingdom. To find out what God is doing, what God is up to, we ought to keep an eye on the weak, and the poor and the inadequate. And if you fit any part of that description, then you ought to be watching for what God is beginning in you. 
our own weaknesses, our limitations, and our sins are not reason to ignore what God has begun in us. In the darkness, any light has infinite power. Even the smallest point of light can be seen in the dark, and darkness never has the power to extinguish light. If the light you're given isn't big enough to illuminate the whole world, then light the area where you are. Make a good beginning. I've noticed in recent years that so much of our cultural content isn't about beginnings, it's about endings. Books, movies, television series, especially the sort of sci-fi fantasy inflected stuff that I tend to watch, all seems to be about the end of the world or what happens post-apocalypse. Whether it's zombie hordes or alien invasions or environmental disasters, nuclear war, existential threats of every description. And all of that was happening even before we had to cope with a global pandemic in which the new normal is starting to feel like its own kind of apocalypse. It's understandable to focus on loss and on grief when it feels like the world is ending. But our faith tells us that dying and rising are inextricably linked. Dying is inevitable eventually, but rising is our real destiny. Don't miss the point of these prophecies from Baruch and Isaiah. We are asked to prepare a way for the Lord, to clear the path. But God is the one that levels the mountains and fills in the valleys. God will handle the excavating of the earth moving, and sometimes the leveling the mountains and filling in the valleys can feel apocalyptic. But it's really not the end of the world. Just trust God to do the heavy lifting, to open up opportunities for something new to arise. So don't worry about loving the whole world or fixing the whole world. Shine the light that you have where you are. Ready? Begin.